What's up to all the good people of this crazy world we live in? Thank you for clicking play on another episode of Big Man, Tiny Kingdom. One of my favorite campgrounds in Arizona has to be Lost Dutchman State Park. Maybe it's because it's close to where I live and I don't have to drive that far from home. Just about 30 minutes away from me in the Apache Junction, Mesa area. I've been there several times for camping, sometimes just for hiking. Usually when I go, I'm there to do both. And Lost Dutchman doesn't disappoint. The 320-acre park is located in the Sonoran Desert, formerly dedicated as a state park in December of 1977. There's a famous hidden gold mine legend surrounding the park. It's actually a pretty cool story, something you should Google and read up about if you're interested in that sort of thing. The first time I camped at Lost Dutchman, I stayed in one of their cabins. Really nice. The one I was in is named Poppy. It's the first in the row of their four cabins which there is some decent space between the cabins, far enough from each other to have some privacy from your cabin neighbors, but still close enough for them to see a friendly wave. Depending on the time of year when you go will determine what you pay for your cabin reservations. I paid 119 per night when I went during the summer a couple years ago, but another time I went during the fall and the price was $89 a night. Regardless of when you go and what price you pay, I feel the value is worth every penny. Sleeping area for six, There's one room with a full-size bed that has a door to separate it from the rest of the cabin, four bunk beds in the second bedroom, and then some additional area in the back of the cabin about the size of a dining room. Lots of windows in the cabin, really easy to peek out at the beautiful surroundings. Inside the cabins, there are no bathrooms, but they are very close walking distance from them, less than a minute or two. However, if I'm given the good, the bad, and the ugly, I would have to be honest and say the bathrooms is not to be desired at least not the men's bathroom. I'm only mentioning this stuff because if those of you check out a place based off of my recommendation, I want you to know up front what to expect. Coolest thing I like about the cabin was the matching front and back porch that were the full width of the cabin. Plenty of area to spread out and lounging your chairs if you have several people with you. On the back side, there's a patio area with a picnic table, a grill, and a fire pit. I was there during the time of year where Arizona had fire restrictions, so I only could use my butane stove, which was fine with me. Decent shade on the porches. When the sun went down, the lighting outside the cabin was pretty good. I started cooking around that time and tried hanging out back at the picnic table for a while, but the bugs let it be known that this was pretty much their house. I am not a bug person. I know it comes with the territory when you're out there in nature, but I'd rather hang out with the lions, tigers, and bears before I would the mosquitoes, bees, gnats, spiders, scorpions, rattlesnakes, and any other creepy crawlies and flying buzzing things. As soon as the food was cooked, I hurried up inside, chilled for the night, listening to music, drinking beer, brought my Xbox to play some NBA 2K, then watch some movies. The cabin was great. Like I said, I've been there several times. Coolest part about it was waking up the next morning, got me a cup of green tea, sat out on the front porch. Right in the front of the cabin is the most gorgeous pieces of artwork by our creator. The Superstition Mountains sit right in close view, and with the way the sun rises and you get those purple and orange and blue skies during those waking hours, And it was a very relaxing, astonishing way to start my day. Speaking of artwork, I want to take this moment to let you all know about Adam's Applewood Design Company. 
They're a small Texas woodworking shop that specializes in customized woodwork for all gifts and occasions. Adams Applewood can create you some woodwork in a variety of designs, such as nameplates, home and office decor, awards and plaques, food trays and cutting boards, toy boxes, the list goes on. And for all you business owners out there, imagine how incredible it would be to have your very own company logo transposed into a large piece of wood to hang inside your store location. Y'all should see how wonderful my Big Man Tiny Kingdom logo looks. I'm very impressed with the results, the extensive details in the lettering, and even how spot on the wood carved out the drawing of the cartoon on my face. I don't know what all it takes to do what they do to recreate the image on the wood, but the craftsmanship is absolutely remarkable. You have to check out Adam's Applewood Design Company. Best woodwork money can buy. I promise you will not be disappointed. Find out more about them on their website, adamsapplewood.com. And be sure to let them know Big Man Tiny Kingdom sent you. I would say the one highlight of being at Lost Dutchman has to be the hiking trails. There are six or seven trails there. I've done the ones that are all like two to three mile or less. The Treasure Loop, Discovery, and Prospector's View trails. On my bucket list is to go back one day, hopefully soon and do the siphon draw and flat iron trailheads. There's some really cool YouTube videos that I've seen about those trails. Looks really cool and advanced, but I'm up for the challenge. And another highlight of the park that I've been told many times to get myself a pair of binoculars for is bird watching. I haven't done it yet, but I plan to. The pictures and videos I've seen of the various birds, plants, and wildlife that are within that area are fascinating. There's some beautiful nature to see while hiking at Lost Dutchman State Park. It'd be cool to see those up close with my own eyes. The entire park and the campsites are all pretty good. I've tent camped there a few times since staying in the cabin. Only downer for me with the campsites is that I think they're a little close together. Every time I've tent camped there, I just thought the people camping next to me were just a little too close and could easily intrude on my space. I just felt like if I wasn't in the mood to meet and interact with people like that, it'd be a little overwhelming. The first time the neighbors next to me partied hard all night long. Cool people, though, very friendly, asked me if I wanted to come over and hang out with them. I respectfully declined. When I go camping, I usually like to just chill out with little to nothing really going on. Sometimes I bring my electronic gadgets, but at other times I just like to lay low. And on the night that they asked, I was in a smooth jazz, sip on some wine, and lay back in the lounge chair kind of mood. They actually let me know in advance that they would be celebrating, and that was cool. I never interfered with someone having that type of fun. The number one rule for me when you camping is to have as much fun as your heart desires. But maybe if the sites were a little bit more spaced out, I wouldn't have heard them partying as if I was actually there with them the whole time. From within my tent, I could hear people walking by as if they were at my campsite. But like I said, I didn't let that bother me. That was perfectly fine since we had already gotten friendly and on first name basis with each other. I was okay with them walking within my campsite. Most campers would say that it's rude to walk through another person's campsite. But I think if you're on friendly terms with each other, then it feels less intruding and I'm okay with that. Although I always make it a habit to ask my camping neighbors if they're cool with me walking through their area. 
or if the music I'm playing is too loud. I'm not a invite you over to my site kind of camping person, but I like to be friendly where appropriate because I've learned so much more about camping products and RVs and best places to go in the area I'm visiting by being outgoing and making myself known to those around me. But at Lost Dutchman's campsite, the being so close that even if you didn't want to interact with other people, you really didn't have a choice. You was going to have to interact with them anyway. That was an issue with me. Although it's a small one because typically I don't mind it. I'm a city boy. So hearing other people and their music and their dogs and knowing that there are others nearby, that makes being out in the nature park elements feel like I'm just where I live. Helps me feel more at home and at ease. Plus, the more noise that people make helps me be less concerned that some animal is going to visit me while I'm sleeping and take me out. There was one time that I brought my projector with me to Lost Dutchman. It's actually really cool to watch a movie that way out there camping. Absolutely too much stuff I have to bring for me to do it that often while I'm truck bed camping. But when I get my RV, if it has enough available outside storage to easily fit my screen, then it will probably come along on every trip. I asked the family next to me if they wanted to come over and watch one of my all-time favorite camping movies, RV, starring Robin Williams. I've watched that movie 10 or so times, and I enjoy it each and every time like it's the first time I've seen it. The camping neighbors came over, and they loved the projector setup. We talked about that for a while. I think we talked more than we were watching the movie, but it was a lot of laughs, a lot of fun hanging out with them, sharing life stories, and a couple tequila shots. They were traveling from the Midwest, and I doubt that they followed the podcast, but I did give them my social media name, so it's possible they're listening. If by chance they are, what's up, Nick, Tammy, little Nikki, and their dog, Belle, that I was very allergic to, but she was so cute that I bared through it. I hope all of you were able to get some fun outdoor activities in this summer. It was definitely a hot season here in Arizona. A little warmer than I remember previous summers being. We also got a lot of rainstorm, some much-needed water that hopefully filled up some of our water banks. We've been short on water supply, at least that's what they've been saying. But we also got some unwanted flash flooding throughout the state that unfortunately damaged a lot of property and took some lives. It's sad that those things happen, and it quickly makes me forget to appreciate the good that the rainstorms provided. I can see that the leaves on the trees and bushes have grown longer and are greener than they have been for a while. Praise the Most High Yah for the blessings and curses that we all receive as the Creator sees it. So shall it be. That's why I'm all about making my life content with as much good things that I can make happen for me. As long as it ain't a threat to no one else's life in the process. Live life big. That's how I see it. Before I go, I want to acknowledge this episode's sponsor, Jay Isaac. Thank you for being a hero to the podcast. This is Big Man, Tiny Kingdom.